Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Fellow Falcoholics, what is up? Welcome to the Dirty Birds of Brews podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Knight, at Falcoholic Kevin, here to bring you this Week 17 Falcons vs. Bears NFL game preview. We are getting into the home stretch here with just two games left to go for Atlanta. And maybe a third, you know, if we're lucky, maybe a fourth if we're extremely lucky, because uh, the Falcons still aren't out of it, but they basically have to win out and hope for quite a bit of help, uh, strangely, from the Saints this week in particular, to keep them in the running for the division. And then the wild card is a whole ass mess that we won't even really try to decipher. Suffice to say that there's a small chance they could also get the wild card, but we'll just sort of gloss over that because it's too complicated to, to bother with. Uh, until we at least get past this game, which is certainly not a gimme. The Bears have been playing a lot better as of late. They're 4-2 and two in their last six after a very, very shaky start. Justin Fields is back and healthy. The Bears have uh, emerged as basically the NFL's best or second best overall run defense. I mean, they're pretty fantastic against the run. That's going to obviously create some problems for Atlanta, very run-heavy team. Uh, and, you know, the, the offensively, the Bears have definitely improved uh, from the, the lows of last year and have just become a more consistent team overall. They're, they're certainly not an easy team to beat uh, like it may have appeared early in the season, and particularly in Chicago this time of year. It's probably going to be windy, that sort of thing. So uh, we could see a, a reduced game plan, a difficult game plan um, against an opponent that does seem to match up pretty well with the Falcons. So we'll see. Of course, how that shakes out, we will get into it. We'll get into the injury report, get into the matchups in this one. Before we do, guys, I want to bring you a quick word from today's sponsors. First of all, guys, we've got Bet Online. Folks, the only people that don't get time off this year are pro athletes and those of us over at Bet Online. And with the NFL, College Bowl season, and the NBA in full swing over the holidays, Bet Online isn't taking a second off to make sure you have all the up to the sec up to the second odds, news, and info that you need. BetOnline has all of that and more available 24 hours a day on both desktop and mobile access. So no matter what you guys want to bet on, whether that's the Falcons, you know, I have my issues with that, but still can't seem to, can't seem to quit it. Uh, or other teams or any other sports as well. Like they said, uh, it's NBA, it's college football, whatever you want, guys, whatever you need. They've got it over at BetOnline. So head there today, BetOnline.ag, to get in on the action. Just remember when you sign up to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B. L-E-A-V to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts. And then I'm going to bring you guys this week's prize picks brought to you, of course, by the guys at prize picks. Thanks once again to prize picks for sponsoring the episode. We've been on a bit of a losing streak here. I blame Arthur Smith mostly for that, but this week we're, we're going to go back to some old standbys and go uh, to one that, that I think has paid off before for us. So first of all, uh, our Bears pick is going to be Justin Fields, more than 54 and a half rushing yards. Now, the Falcons are good against the run. That's why I would probably avoid running backs against the Falcons, typically. But the Falcons are not so good at stopping the quarterback run. And we've seen this over and over again. And Justin Fields is, other than Lamar Jackson, probably the most dangerous runner uh, in the NFL in terms of a rushing quarterback. So this number is actually pretty average for him you know 54 and a half that's about his average number of rushing yards in any given week I believe he had almost 100 last week then we know the Falcons a weakness of their defense is being able to stop the quarterback run so I'm pretty confident in in that one I think that's a good one to go for uh, more than 54 and a half rushing yards for Justin Fields then we've got Youngway Koo 
more than one and a half field goals made. This is one of the best ones we can do. It's one of the most consistent for the Falcons. And because of the wind conditions in, in Chicago, you know, we'll see how bad it really is. I mean, I, I Genway Ku has shown that he could kick in difficult conditions, certainly. Um, because of how difficult the game is perceived to be in terms of the weather, that one and a half number is actually giving us an extra multiplier. We got the, the red goblin or whatever it is. Um, so that boosts the odds a little bit. Um, or the multiplier or whatever they, they call it over there, prize picks. Um, so that's always nice to get. And, and I still think this is one of the safest ones you can do on the Falcons offense. The other one still is Bijan Robinson receiving. The Bears, like I said, are really good against the run, but they do give up. Um, I believe they're top three in yardage and catches allowed to running backs this year. Um, and the Falcons clearly want Bijan to be one of the focal points of their passing game, especially in a game script where the rushing attacks maybe not going to work. So they may want to emphasize the past passes to running back more to sort of function as that part of the offense. And the fact that it's going to be windy, the deep passing game may not be a great option. So targeting the running backs makes a lot of sense. You know, I, I like to think these picks usually make sense, but, you know, I, I blame Arthur Smith and the Falcons for for messing these up. But uh, we're going to roll with these ones, roll with some old standbys. And, of course, thanks to Prize Picks for sponsoring today's show. For those that aren't aware of the Prize Picks stuff, guys, it is a skill-based fantasy game. You pick two to six players, decide if they will go more or less than their Prize Picks projection. The more players you pick, the more you can win, all the way up to 25 times your money on any entry. And at Prize Picks, you're not competing against other players. It's just you versus the projections. Prize Picks also has a generous promotion schedule. They've got weekly promotions, like you can get a free play on Flex Friday, and also be sure to check back around various holidays and things like that, where they'll have some reduced uh projections and things like that uh taco tuesday has some cool ones as well make sure you check those out and it's not just nfl price picks offers projections on any sport that you watch including nfl nba mlb nhl pga college football basketball you name it they've got esports in there whatever you guys want they do most of those so check back often to see those and the best part is the prize picks entries can be made in 60 seconds or less if you know what you want and they offer fast withdrawals it's that easy and guys, all first-time users that deposit and use our promo code DBB, you guys will get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. So that means if you throw in $100, PrizePix will also throw in $100 to match you. And if you throw in $50, they'll give you $50. Just remember when you sign up to use our promo code DBB. It lets them know we sent you. Helps us out. Really appreciate that. PrizePix is daily fantasy, folks. So it's available in 31 U.S. states, D.C. and most of Canada. Specifically, it's available in Georgia. So that is a, a big one, obviously. Um, and again, thanks to PriceFix for sponsoring today's episode. All right, folks, let's dive in to this Falcons versus Bears matchup. As I said, it's it's a difficult one for the Falcons. I think the Bears sort of match up uniquely well against Atlanta, given their strong run defense and their emphasis on the quarterback run, which is really one of the only things the Falcons defense doesn't defend well. Um, before we get to the specific matchups, let's take a look at the injury report. The Falcons are definitely looking better than they have in previous weeks. They have quite a few people limited, but nobody really missing practice. I mean, we had Calais Campbell and Cordero Patterson with their typical Wednesday rest day, but otherwise we've got six players limited. That would be Lorenzo Carter with a neck injury, Drew Dahlman with an ankle injury, Taylor Heineke uh, with a ankle injury, Chris Lindstrom with an ankle injury, a lot of ankle problems out there. Uh, David Anjumada also with an ankle injury, Caleb McGarry with a knee injury, and Jake Matthews with a knee injury. So you never like to see that many players, especially on the offensive line, limited. But most of these guys played through these last week. Dahlman, Heineke, Lindstrom, uh, Jake Matthews, obviously. And, Loren and Lorenzo Carter uh, did pick up the neck injury during the game. 
but he was able to return. Um, so it seems likely that these guys will play, or at least most of them will. You know, we'll have to see if anyone gets downgraded on Friday. But if not, they're probably going to play, even though they might not be 100%. And again, the Falcons are typically cautious, especially with the veteran players not trying to push them too hard or, or anything like that. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how that continues over the week for the Bears. They've got a couple notable guys that could miss this game. Um, Tevin Jenkins looks like he's on track to clear the concussion protocol. He has practiced in full on Wednesday and Thursday, so that's good news for him, certainly. Uh, tight end Cole Komet and Darnell Mooney are the two guys that were uh, not participating so far this week on Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, Komet is out with a knee injury, at least so far, so we'll see if he's able to practice at all. But that one, he was he left the game last week and was not able to return, and that's a big loss for them because the Falcons... The other thing other than quarterback run is they don't cover tight ends particularly well, so losing Cole Komet would be certainly a blow to that Bears offense. And the other one is also a, an offensive target for Justin Fields and Darnell Mooney. He is in the concussion protocol. He did not practice on Wednesday or Thursday, so there's still a chance he could return um, if he's able to practice on Friday and then clear on Saturday, but we'll have to, to see. Um, Lucas Patrick, the offensive lineman, he did not participate on Wednesday but was upgraded to limited on Thursday. And then uh, Noah Sewell, the linebacker, and Equinemius St. Brown, uh, the receiver, they were both full go on Wednesday and Thursday, so they seem like they're set. And then Mercedes Lewis, the other tight end of the Bears, um, he had a rest day on Thursday. So, again, it looks like Cole Komet and Darnell Mooney are the two to watch for the Bears and for the Falcons. It's really just seeing if any of these limited guys um, stay limited or get downgraded. Uh, if they get downgraded, that's obviously probably you could take that as they're not going to play. Um, if they stay limited, they're probably going to be questionable. And if they get up to full, then they're, they're probably not going to have a designation. So, um, fingers crossed that the offensive line isn't missing that many players against uh, a bears front. That's certainly got a lot better. And that's where we're going to sort of segue into this bears conversation, uh, where honestly, uh, it's been a big shift for the bears early in the season. This team was getting blasted up and down the field on defense, uh, but after they were able to trade for Montez Sweat, I'm sure I don't have to go into details about that. You guys all remember it. They were a they've they've definitely stabilized things, um, and Sweat has brought a lot of run stuff run stuffing juice as well as the pass rush to Chicago, and that's really helped this defense in a big way uh, to get to a very strong level against the run. Chicago has uh, is now first in rushing yardage allowed. They're third in yards per attempt allowed. Uh, third and rushing touchdowns allowed as well. Um, you know, and they're number one in, in, in the yards, like I said. So this is a very tough team to run the ball against, and the Falcons are going to have their struggles there, I'm sure. But the weird thing is the Falcons typically run the ball better against good run defenses. I can't explain it, but they seem to play up to the, the level of their competition. Uh, so this could be one of those weird games where they just inexplicably find ways to run against Chicago. However, this is a really good run defense, so... Um, they're probably not going to get much on the ground, but they still could produce a better than expected day, given how they've typically performed in the past. Um, the other thing to look at, obviously, with the Falcons offense going against this Bears defense is the passing game. The The Bears have had really tremendous cornerback uh, play from Jalen Johnson. I believe he's actually the number one ranked corner right now, according to PFF, which is tremendous. Good for him. He's a big fan of him coming out of the draft. But elsewhere, they're they're vulnerable in the secondary. Um, Eddie Jackson has dealt with some injuries. He's having certainly a down year by his standards. Uh, Jaquan Brisker has been a very solid safety for them and has actually provided a lot as a pass rusher uh, and blitzer for, for Chicago. Um, 
but Tyreek Stevenson opposite Jalen Johnson has been fairly vulnerable. Um, you know, in the nickel, they do have Kyler Gordon, who's been solid, but this has been a, a somewhat vulnerable secondary. Uh, so this is that is definitely something the Falcons could attack. But again, if the weather factors in, if it's really, really windy in Chicago, obviously the Windy City, you know, this is definitely something you have to contend with. Um, that could be something that that adds even some more difficulty to the Falcons. And, you know, that would play right into the Bears' hands if they can force you into a, a run-focused approach. Um, which is rare to see in the NFL that you want to force someone to run the football, but in the Bears' case, they might actually want that uh, at times. But you know, looking at the Bears' defensive line, they they've got Montez Sweat and they've got a lot of quality contributors. Um, I wouldn't say that they're terrifying up front. You know, I think uh, Andrew Billings has had quite a nice season, uh, following up a strong 2022 as the sort of nose tackle there. Um, but they've they've got they they really need help on the interior opposite Billings. I think Justin Jones is the guy that's probably going to start opposite Billings, and he's been more more or less below average. And then the guy opposite Sweat has been sort of an issue too. I mean they've got they've gotten solid play out of like Demarcus Walker and some other guys that are rotating in there. Um, Dominique Robinson I think has not necessarily lived up to to what his previous season's highs were, but. Um, they definitely have a, a better rotation with Montez Sweat in there, and he's really added a lot to a unit that was really struggling prior to his addition. Um, in terms of the linebackers, it's kind of a mixed bag. I, I would say that, you know, TJ Edwards has continued playing really well for Chicago. He's definitely been a big hit after uh, joining the team a couple of years ago, uh, so good for him. You know, Tremaine Edmonds in the middle is having a down year, certainly, after a really, really good 2022 Um so that hasn't panned out, but they do have Jack Sanborn who has sort of stepped up to play like the third linebacker spot. Um, so they've, they've got some guys there, but it is a weakness. And that's probably part of the reason why they allow so many receptions to running backs because, you know, TJ Edwards is a good coverage linebacker, but if you can get one of, you know, Edmonds or Jack Sanborn matched up in coverage, they're, they're definitely more vulnerable uh, in that area. So, um, you know, tight ends, running backs, that sort of thing. That's that's probably where the Falcons are going to look to target, as well as whoever uh, Tyreek Stevenson's lined up against. You know, Drake London's maybe going to have a tougher time in this one going up against Jalen Johnson if he does shadow him. Um, I don't know if the Bears do that or not. I apologize. I, I didn't really look into that to a great extent. But um, Jaylen, whoever Jalen Johnson's covering is going to be a tough matchup for sure. All right. Moving over to the defensive side of the ball for the Falcons like we said before the show the Bears are going to want to run the football and they do have a, a little bit of a more exciting passing game it's still certainly not terribly dangerous but you know they did have they did have a lot of games this season without Justin Fields so and Justin Fields is never the most voluminous passer given how much he runs the ball but they have been able to hit some big plays as particularly the connection between Fields and Cole Komet is really good DJ Moore has been a big boost but it's been really inconsistent. The Bears are uh, 28th in passing yardage, uh, 26th in net yards per attempt. Um, they've also thrown quite a few interceptions, so that could be an area where Atlanta could take advantage. Um, the secondary has re been really strong for the Falcons and the Bears, certainly. Even though they did get DJ Moore in there, they have Darnell Mooney, they have some guys, it's not a strength for them. So this could be a game where the Falcons' secondary is able to, to keep them in check. The issue is... On the ground, the Bears have been very strong. Um, they are second in the league in rushing and sixth in yards per carry. Very good run 
rushing attack. But again, that matches up well with the Falcons. The Falcons are one of the NFL's best run defenses. They've been really strong in that area. They've continued to play really well there. And a lot of that has to do, of course, with the play of the linebackers and the play up front. Um, you know, the Falcons have gotten really good run defending from Caden Ellis, which is what we were expecting. But Nate Lamon stepping up and emerging as one of the NFL's best uh, run defending linebackers has been huge. Um, I believe he's like eighth in the NFL, according to PFF, as a run defender. So that is obviously given the fact that it's a big boost there. Um, they also have obviously great tackling safety in Jesse Bates. And honestly, the secondary as a whole has, has tackled very well when Jeff Okuda has been in there. Terrell is obviously good there. Um, you know, the Falcons have seemed seemingly benched D. Alford for Mike Hughes with the idea that he's a better run defender. I, I disagree. He's bigger. He doesn't tackle as well. He's missed about twice as many tackles as D. Alford on less snaps. Um, so I, I disagree with that decision. But again, that they, the one thing that I could see that they haven't really mentioned is that D. Alford has blitzed decently well, but Mike Hughes is kind of a blitz specialist. And that might, you know, depending on the opponent, if they want to really emphasize the slot blitz, um, that that's one area where I think Hughes has actually been better. So if that's why they want him out there, I mean, I guess, but given, you know, that usually the most important thing is coverage, <laughs> I would think that would be the best, the, the, the equalizer. I mean, I, I think if it's like, oh, well, D. Alford's returning punts, he can't play defense, then it's not worth him returning punts, you know, just fair catch it. But um you know we'll see that's really my one beef with the defense in general but um we've obviously started to get some really encouraging play lorenzo carter over the past several weeks has really emerged as a a really tough run defender that's been nice to see uh zach harrison the rookie three sacks in the last two games tremendous seems like he's really coming on and then obviously arnold bikati leads the Falcons in sacks he added another one last week Clayus campbell's still great david onyamata is back hopefully gonna be a little bit healthier um, and then we'll see who's starting opposite AJ Terrell. That's the big question, right? Um, is it going to be Clark Phillips again? Is it, are they going to go back to Jeff Akuda? You know, this week I think is certainly a game where it would make sense to play Akuda out there, given the the probably run heavy approach that we're going to see from the Bears. Uh, but we'll see. And then Demarco Hellum seems to have replaced Richie Grant as a safety, but Grant did play a lot last week as sort of that dime uh, package defender played a lot in the box you know Helm's also good in the box so we'll see how they distribute those snaps but um the Bears you know they they do have some good offensive linemen they've got it's been really nice to see Tevin Jenkins finally find a home at left guard um he's been playing really well there uh and then they've got Braxton Jones you know fifth rounder from last year who's really emerged as a quality left tackle that's always nice to see um, Darnell Wright has started to, has started to stabilize after a little bit of a shaky start, but he's, he's at a right tackle, you know, top 10 pick last year. Good to see that obviously from him, but they've had some, some struggles on the interior, Nate Davis, um, and Lucas Patrick at, at center. Those guys have, you know, Lucas Patrick, I believe is a reserve. Um, no, nope. He was starting week one. So my bad, I'm thinking of somebody else that was missing time. Maybe it was Cody White here. That's supposed to be that I think is injured for the bears. Apologize. Um, but Patrick has struggled at center. Davis has struggled a bit at right guard. And then I think Darnell Wright has definitely improved. So this is a vulnerable offensive line, particularly on the right side, but still good. You know, I would say average overall, and they're really good at run blocking. Um, so the Falcons know that game. Um, at this point, you know, Justin Fields, great running quarterback, getting better as a passer, in my opinion. Um, 
<clears throat> still not tremendous there, but I, I do think that he's taken some steps there. I still think the offense in Chicago is, is not very good. Uh, I think Luke Getzey is not a particularly good coordinator, so we're not really getting to see the full power of maybe what Justin Fields can execute. I don't think the scheme is, you know, they're really running him like an absurd amount. Like it's like, they don't really know what to do with them. Um, you know, it does seem like the bears do have their, their running back room healthy again with Khalil Herbert and Deontay Foreman and those guys, um, in Brijan Robinson's teammate, Roshan Johnson's mixing in as well. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I think against that's the run is going to be the key. That's always the key when you're playing the Bears. It was the key last year too, um, particularly Justin Fields because Justin Fields can can run wild on you, you know. And I, given my prize picks, I, I certainly think that he's going to run for a lot. I don't know if he's going to take over the game or anything like that, but um, I do think that stopping the run is the key for the Falcons here. And and I think they have the personnel to do it. They've stopped the run really well throughout the season. But Fields is the one. Like I think they can stop Khalil Herbert and Deontay Foreman. Those guys are obviously very good, but it'll be tough to keep Justin Fields and those guys in check. The Falcons are probably going to have to play a lot more zone than they typically like. They really like to play man, but against a running quarterback, you have to play zone. You don't want to, you don't want to turn your back to the quarterback and let him run wild. So that may stress the secondary out more than they're used to. Um, but again, if, if Cole Komet misses this game, that's a huge loss for Chicago. He's kind of Justin Fields' security blanket. Obviously DJ Moore has emerged as the number one target in Chicago. It makes a lot of sense. Um, but Darnell Mooney might not play as their slot receiver and Tyler Scott on the outside. Definitely one of my guys that I was a big fan of in the draft, you know, uh, Desmond Ritter's teammate from Cincy, um, hasn't taken off certainly as a wide receiver too, or anything like that in his rookie year, which doesn't shock me, but, um, you know, at, at this point, the bears passing game is, is still funneled through DJ Moore and Cole Komet. And if Cole Komet's not there, it's very more centric so you'd have to think aj terrell is just going to be on dj Moore. we know those two guys battle it out uh and and the falcons are probably going to try to just shade all the coverage they can to dj Moore, and and then basically focus on stopping the run and that's that's kind of the way to beat the chicago team on their home turf you know it's going to be difficult obviously this team has played a lot better especially on defense um since the since you know the second half of the season like i said they're four and two in their last six um and you know they have Carolina's first round pick so they're not overly concerned about ruining their draft pick when they've got Carolina's number one overall pick but um you know I think this is a tough game uh this is a difficult matchup obviously for Atlanta given the Bears strengths against the run and the Falcons struggles stopping tight ends and running quarterbacks but we did just see the Falcons play their best game so can can they build on that momentum that's the big question right can they make that a stepping stone for finishing the season strong, because I still think Arthur Smith needs to finish the season strong to keep his job. You know, the Colts game definitely quieted down the like rat, like crazy, like flaming torches that everyone were bringing out prior to that game, but they're still probably going to miss the playoffs. So the best thing Arthur Smith can do to keep his job is to win out, get that winning record that he's never gotten in the previous two years. That would be a feather in the cap. That would be something you could take back to, to Arthur Blank and say, look, we, we obviously fell short, but we did, stabilize we finished strong and we got that winning record that we haven't been able to get so far and that might be enough that might be enough i think if you're eight and nine and you lose one of these games ugly or something like that that might not be enough so i you know obviously finishing strong is the best thing for arthur smith's job security is it the it's not the best thing for the falcons draft pick but again they're not going to tank guys are not going to intentionally lose any games ever and like Arthur Smith is playing for his job and the, and the team still thinks they can make the playoffs. So they're going to go all out to win these games. They should go all out to win these games because you never know. You never know. Crazy stuff happens all the time. I mean, think about 
what the last year where you know all the all the Chargers had to do to make the playoffs was tie, and they decided they didn't want to do that because they wanted to win the game, and then they missed out on the playoffs. So, um, you know, it, it, weird stuff happens. Teams don't always do logical things. Weird things can and do happen. So, um, they're gonna go all out to win, and if they do, it will certainly go a long way to to giving us more confidence about Arthur Smith. I hope he continues to to utilize Bijan and Kyle Pitts and, and gives us more confidence about the direction of the offense going forward. But you, you this is not, you know, me complaining about Arthur Smith hour. This is more talking about this specific matchup. So I I have some level of confidence, but I do think this is a game that the Falcons are probably going to lose. And that will that will of course end the the playoff talk. But um it's a tough matchup, but that's that's the big thing. I think the Bears match up well against the Falcons on offense, given their their strengths, and the Falcons match up poorly against the Bears, given their strengths. And it's on the road where the Falcons have generally looked pretty bad. Um, they've turned the ball over at an extremely high rate on the road. They've looked sloppy. They've had a lot of penalties, you know. So, can they exercise those road demons this week? Can they get this much needed win to keep hope alive? You know, we'll see. Um, but guys, appreciate everyone for hanging out watching. Our Falcons vs. Bears preview today here on the Dirty Birds of Brews podcast. I'm Kevin Knight at Falcolic. Kevin, uh, make sure to like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Make sure to leave that five-star review in your podcast platform of choice. Uh, if you're interested in supporting the show, you can check out the channel memberships on YouTube or Patreon if you're more of a podcast enjoyer. Uh, we'll be back, of course, for the post-game show on Sunday uh, before we get into the final week, maybe, of Falcons football in 2023. Uh well, I guess it would be the final week in 2023, but, you know, 2023 season technically, right? Because Happy New Year after the game. But, uh, guys, appreciate you hanging out. Uh, once again, thanks to Bet Online and to Prize Picks for sponsoring today's episode. We will see you next time on Dirty Birds and Brews, folks. Have a great day. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.